The following podcast is a mass media production. Hi, I'm Josh Galindo. And I'm Crystal Galindo. Welcome to the Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovations podcast. A lifestyle podcast where we will offer our experience and expertise in building real, lasting wealth through renovating and flipping homes. And the chaos that comes with balancing a family of six, leaving nothing unsaid. Follow our wild ride we call life and apply our lessons to your own journey. Good morning, honey. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, too. Thank you for asking. <laughs> you look beautiful today. Thanks. Babe. You know why? Why? Because I love those pants on you. <laughs> my, new, my new red pants. Are those new? Yeah. Yeah, they look good. They really... Uh, Suck it all in? No, they just... They, they exaggerate all of the goodness that's happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so have you ever walked buyers through a listing and they fell in love with the furniture? Better yet, have you toured a home and wanted all the pieces in the house? The House of Vegas will not only make sure that you have the perfect pieces for each home that's on the market, they will even sell you the furniture if your buyers have to have it. He's easily one of the best stagers we've worked with. To get in touch with Thomas, call him at 310-503-3611. All right, so what are we talking about today? Well, I think where we left off is when we got married, the best day of your life. That was the best day of my life. Did we go into the, the honeymoon at all? No. Should we have a little fun with that really quick? Like a two-seconder? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, first things first. Let's just go through what we learned. We spent all of our money on the wedding, so we had to use credit card points for the honeymoon. We did. <laughs> and here's what else that I learned from the wedding is that people are so shockingly generous. Mm-hmm. That was, I remember never understanding that level of generosity as we sat there and opened a hundred envelopes because I'm sure 20 or 50 people probably didn't give anything. That's okay. (laughs) No judgment. But the hundred that did, Uh and it was like, pull out a check. How much was that one for? You're like a hundred. Pull another check. How much was that for? 300. Mm -hmm. Didn't that make you want to do that for other people? And and I think we have. Mm -hmm. Every time we go to a wedding, I think we give a hundred dollars each to at the very least pay for ourselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah. Because you're staring at me like it's not. No, it's pretty accurate. Are you interacting? Yeah. What? Hmm? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, so uh, so what I remember is I kicked and screamed the whole way. Yes. Okay. Um, at the honeymoon or the wedding? The wedding. Not yes. wanting to spend money, not right. wanting to spend money. And mm-hmm. then I'm sure I teed up the honeymoon prior to, because we left shortly after, so there was no understanding of how much money we were going to receive and right. gifts. So that's why we were forced to use uh, points and other miscellaneous ways to pay for the experience or the honeymoon. And then a, t- a day later, or two days later, we open up all of the envelopes mm-hmm. and uh, it was a really great feeling. So what yes. I always say in my world to people that are getting married, spend, 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 pick a great place to go for your honeymoon and just manifest and hope that uh, your guests are generous enough to semi fund to that. Yeah. Semi fund the, the wedding or the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So always know that that's coming still. Yeah. <laughs> Some people don't know that. I didn't know that. No. Okay. No. So, um, then we, and then the other thing is, is that because I was thinking maybe overthinking it, we chose to go to New York cause I'd never been there. So and I'd like never f- been either. So it was our, 
first time there together. <laughs> and I think my logic was, if I'm going to spend this kind of money, I want to go somewhere I'd never been. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've been to an island and sat on the beach. I don't want to do that. I want to go somewhere really big like New York. Well, don't go to New York on your honeymoon. No. <laughs> go sit on a beach. Go sit on a beach. Yeah. Always go all-inclusive mm-hmm. so that you pay. And, and it's done. It's done. And, and then, then you just enjoy. And you just enjoy. Okay. So do you want to summarize that one? Um, to not, to only go to a beach. Don't go anywhere that's more work. And make sure. Make sure to not try to get a divorce on the honeymoon. That's a good point too. Thank you for bringing yeah, that one up. Yeah. Make sure it's all inclusive. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> make sure it's all inclusive and go somewhere relaxing. Yes. Relaxing. All right. Now let's roll into getting back to the real world. Okay. And, uh, we'll describe the Beckham. Well, let's start. So when we came back from our honeymoon, you were invest. You were working with Chris, my previous investor, yes. or one yeah. of my investors. Yeah. Yep. And you were working a lot and building it, and I was working a lot and trying to save. And we didn't know when kids were going to come. It was just kind of like when we're ready, we'll make it happen. Yeah, I don't think it was, uh, you know, intended. No. Or, or uh, and of course it was intended, but I don't think it was, yeah, like, let, oh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I don't think no. it was a formal conversation with a formal agreement. No. So, yeah, I think we could both agree to that. Yeah. So, um, I think, I, I don't really know how you get into this. I think you just got to go to it. Um, so, I think I remember how the first pregnancy took place. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Do we have to talk about that? It'll be funny. Um <laughs> I was, I loved sleeping outside because the backyard was so beautiful Mm -hmm. and, um, beautiful for what, yes, it was beautiful for us. Um, and so I slept outside because the weather was great and it was raining Mm -hmm. and you were at our friend, a mutual friend's house that lived close and you came home and you wanted a little tipsy, a little tipsy and you wanted some side action. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, uh, I feel like that was, um, how that went down. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. I think that was too. Right. Did you know that you always wanted kids? Yes. How many? Four. I, how many did I want? Four. Nice. So we were on the same page as yes. far as kids were concerned. Mm-hmm. Something that I always say too, I think is important for other couples, especially when I'm giving, you know, people will look at our relationship and say, well, how do you make it work? Or, uh, how did you know? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, this or that. We always get random questions from people that are maybe starting that chapter of their lives. Something that I always make sure to emphasize before having kids is make sure that you are legitimately in love with the the other person. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds obvious, but a lot of times it could be like, I think I'm in love. Um, it feels good. It's comfortable. Uh, it's not stimulating more than it is stimulating. Whatever it is, but it's not 100% yes, I'm in love. Because the second that you introduce a child into a relationship, mm-hmm. if there's any strain to have, if there's any strain that's going to take place on the relationship, it will take place when that child comes. Yeah. And if you are not if deeply woven in, 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 a, in a strong, committed relationship, that child will break that, right. that bond, in my opinion. No, I, I agree. Because there's a little bit of a divider. And it's the kid. But I, I would also say that, you know... If you want to have kids and you're having problems, having getting having a kid and getting pregnant while you're having problems is not going to fix the problem. No. To fix the problems first. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great point. Yeah. A child does not fix it. No. I think that's a great example because you watch all these news media, all these news outlets, mm-hmm. these 
tabloid deals. You know, it's like, ah, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so are talking. Ooh, cute. And then, like, three months later, you show up. Oh, so-and-so are engaged. Cute. Right. Okay, and then three months later, so-and-so are, pre- are getting married. Okay, cute. Everybody buys into it. Three months later, oh, they got a baby. Three months later, oh, they're divorced. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like... It, 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 they're, Moving they're, they're, to the next steps is not going to fix the no, problem. No, the exciting, the excitement behind each step isn't the solution to the underlying issue. Right. But it can be. It, uh it can be disguised that way because mm-hmm. all those things are distracting yeah, and exciting. Yes. But once you have the kid, all the distraction's gone. <laughs> Excitement's anyway, gone. I think that's important to, to mention. Yeah. So. Well, I remember when we had talked about when we were getting married or after we got married, we said that we wanted to have kids soon, but we didn't know how soon. We wanted to make sure we were ready and prepared and financially stable. Oh, and that's right. Thank you. See, I needed a, I needed a memory trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, do you so do you remember where where I think we kind of committed to being okay with the idea of kids? No. We were at Barche Maka Maka Barche whatever that Marche was. Marche Bacas. Marche Bacas at uh, in Desert Shores mm-hmm. with my mom mm-hmm. eating outside. She looked at us, she said, "When are you going to have children?" And I said, "When I own my house cash." Mm-hmm. Because I had lost two homes to short sale foreclosure, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I never wanted to come home. And have to tell my kids that we had to move because dad made financial mistakes. Mm-hmm. So mom was like, here's a hundred grand. <laughs> she goes, I'll lend it to you right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, lend. And my mom's not cheap. She whacks me for 10% every time <laughs> I take money from her, which is amazing. Uh, and I'm happy with it. Okay. So we had a little bit of a savings. I think we had an agreement like, Crystal, you've got to save 50 mm-hmm. or something like that. I'll save... A little more than 50, I don't know, 70. And we'll go and snag one of these gigantic mountain's edge houses um, for 48 bucks a foot from the auction mm-hmm. for like 200 and something thousand. And that was for me when we did do that and we eventually paid off my mom. We own the house cash. My that parents for me, gave us some too. And yeah, yeah, your parents stepped in too. They were like, um, we want grandkids too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of mimicked it. The, 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 grand, the grandparents came in financially and didn't allow us to create that excuse. Right. That's the other thing is you're never ready. No, you're You'll never, never ready. be ready. No, there's never a moment where you wake up. You know what? I think I'm ready. Yeah. No, no. maybe emotionally, but certainly circumstantially speaking, right. uh, the house, this, the car, that the money in the bank, this, no, no, no. you're just going to wait till the next. Yeah. You'll find another yeah. excuse. That's why I think it's called emotionally ready. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. So go, cause this is really more, I think your court, Cause I didn't come to you and say, Hey Bev, um, I missed my period. Hey Bev, I went to the store and bought a pregnancy test. You know, I don't know no, what went I, down. I'd love to hear it in detail. Oh, I, um, okay. So we were like, we were okay with it, but we weren't like necessarily trying because I was still cocktailing cause I, and I didn't want to get fat and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. I guess long story short, I, we did get pregnant not on purpose, not trying. And it was like, it took me like a day or two to like be okay with it in my mind before talking to you. Sure. Um, I don't even remember how I told you. I remember one of the ways. Yeah. I I mean, I've told you well five times, but, (laughs) um, anyways, so I remember I told you. Oh yeah. Six times. 
Yeah. If anybody could do the math, they could understand what yeah. that means. So anyways, I remember I told you, and I remember telling you, do not tell anybody because it's so fresh and early. Like, you can't tell people because then you have to go back and tell them if anything happens. You were like, it's not going to happen to us. We're fine. It's not going to happen. So who, you told one person, right? I think I told my mom. Oh, yeah, I think you did. Yeah, so... um and I told nobody. <laughs> I kept my commitment, told nobody. And I remember you came home and you bought me flowers. Like it had been a week and you bought me flowers. And you were like, we were finally okay with the idea. And then we started talking about it a lot more and we were all excited about it. And then I went to work that night and I remember I had to leave work because I was just. Explain. Mm, I... <laughs> That's painful. A little bit. Well, that's the raw that you get. Anyways, going to Glendale. <laughs> so, um, I just remember looking it up. Like, are you supposed to bleed at all? Blah blah. blah. And it's like, no, 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 no. So then I went to the doctor the next day, and it was negative. So then we talked about it, and we're like, okay, now we're actually ready. So then that's when we started trying. I kind of want to just stop and say I think it's really brave of you to share that. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> I think anybody listening would agree. So, and I think a lot of people, it probably, what, what I think we read and researched and learned is that it's super common. Is that it's extremely common. Yeah. I think people don't even realize that they were pregnant and then they bleed and then they right. realize that they were and they mm-hmm. miscarried. Um, something that I think to add value to, to, to justify the purpose of sharing that deep information, we might as well add value to the people listening. Yeah. How did you, how do you, how does, as a woman, how do you bounce back from that? What's in your mind? What did you do? Forget being a woman. What did Crystal do? How did Crystal recover? Mm, I mean, at first, you just the, what makes it so upsetting is you feel like that you're not going to be able to get pregnant. So that's what's scary because that's all I wanted for forever. Sure. So um, I just researched a lot, and it makes you realize that like it's just more common than not common. Yeah. And then, I don't know, for me, I just had to like, make sure that I was like talking myself off the ledge. Like mm-hmm. you're fine. You could have been pregnant before and didn't even know. Like, and it's not like we were even trying. So I can't imagine for the people that are trying how that, how disappointing that could feel when we were lucky enough to not even have to think about it. Yeah. But, um, how I dealt with it was, I was like, give me pregnant the next month. There you go. <laughs> And that's okay. I don't think you have to have some special yeah. like, dealt with it this way. I think what you just described was how you dealt with it. Right. I didn't want to like gap to dwell on it. I just wanted to like focus on what I wanted and not on what had happened. So obviously I'm sympathetic to the differences in how a woman experiences that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't say that I understand aside from I witnessed it from an outside, but it a more shallow I'm wording it very lightly um, from a sh- more shallow guy perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it was comparable to you without all of the deep, heavy emotion. Um, for me, it was, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Let's just get back on the horse yep. and do it again. Yeah. I think then that it, it, there's, there's no deep light bulb moment here where that person listening is going to go, Oh my gosh, that was mm-hmm. such a smart, that, they were so smart about how they handled it. I don't think there was anything really no, wildly it's, it's intelligent. it's just more about was, knowing that 
if you're going through, you're not alone. Like that just. Yeah, you're not. Happens. Not at all. Yeah. And just get back on the horse and do it again. Mm -hmm. That was kind of what I was getting at to summarize the lesson there. Yeah. Just try again and keep trying. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to keep trying. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. So, wow. Well, there you go. Okay. Okay, So that was uh, really powerful. Thank you again for, for going there. All right, guys, I want to tell you about Nick Marietta one more time. The guy does everything. He owns a construction company, a wholesale business, a flipping business. He's done more than $75 million in construction renovation. What's great about Nick is that there's no job that's too big or too small for him. From the curb to the back wall, Nick's team does a complete flip or a small renovation. You can get in touch with Nick at 480-235-8148. Again, that's 480-235-8148. Or find him on Facebook and Instagram at The Real Nick Marietta. So then I, I know for me, because obviously there was a there was a level of there was an emotional moment for me. Yeah. For me it was holy shit. I didn't know if I wanted that. I didn't right. know if I was ready for that um, life to change my life. Mm-hmm. But I could tell you the second that you told me that that baby wasn't there anymore, I was like, I fucking want one. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it added to, it actually was a really beautiful thing because we wanted it. Yeah, I think there was more appreciation there and being grateful. Yeah. So then the next month, I I missed my period again. Was it that fast? Yeah. And we didn't mess around. No. I think we had sex like 32 times in a month. Okay, baby. There's only 30 days in a month. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, it's 37. And uh, I remember I waited a couple of days to tell you again, and uh, I don't even remember how I told you with Becca. Anyways, and I was like, "You for real can't tell anybody this time." And I think you listened to me that time. I think I did too. <laughs> I think I learned my lesson. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty valuable thing. Not and yeah. So, yeah. And then we had little B-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a life-changing moment. Yeah. So how did that look? If I, so, you, so nine months went by. Crystal was super healthy. She had the baby. And we knew we what we were having into, because you made me find out. Oh, that's right. I didn't uh, want to find out what he was. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about that for a second. So we've had, we obviously have four kids. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get you guys caught up on our life. So we're describing Beckham, which is our oldest and our first. Um, but... Crystal was a big proponent because I believe her parents rolled this way. Yep. Um, not finding out the gender. Yeah. I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, I'm finding out. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to find out. I don't want to, I don't want to know. And you had to know. And I was like, well, I guess it's kind of your experience too. So yeah. And I super insisted and, and I said, okay, well, if we find out this time, we're not finding out the next there time. There you go. And That's you right. agreed to it. And I was cool with that. And then the universe said, you have a boy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't give a shit about the next three. <laughs> it could be all girls that bother me. No, it was really cool. What a blessing. So I got a boy first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I want to just make sure we tap on, because we're not going to probably go back to this topic for right. a while, um, and is the next three we didn't find out. Correct. Coolest, coolest. Experience. Coolest experience. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. I highly encourage it. And to be totally frank, if I could do it again, I'd probably... Would have done it with Beckham too. Not found out, yeah. It's it's such an amazing. Well, it gives you something to look forward to. The whole pregnancy, you know. I actually don't mind being pregnant, but a lot of people have a hard time 
you know, and struggle with being pregnant. And if you don't know what the gender is, it kind of leaves the element of surprise and excitement. It's like, I mean, if you're already married, what other excitement and surprises are left in your life? Not very many. Yeah. Well, that's a big one. That's a big one. It's so cool (laughs) when it comes out and then they're like, it's a whatever. It's a girl. It's a boy. And you look at each other and there's that moment where you're like, oh my God. Yeah. It's so awesome. Well, and everyone says, well, you can't plan. You can't buy anything. You can't. And it's like, no, that's a good thing. Then you can just enjoy being pregnant and you're not worrying about getting a nursery ready or buying all these clothes or so. And there's no excuse today because there's Amazon. You well, could have that baby, and two days later, you could have a whole room built. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So that was Beck. So I think something else that I think might be cool to touch on is um, expectations of what society places oh, yeah. on having the baby. Mm-hmm. How I um, received, how I experienced the experience. Right. Um, never do C-sections if they don't breast. If they don't. Uh, if you don't breastfeed, breastfeed right you're away. A bad mom. Yeah, if you don't breastfeed, you're a bad mom. You're supposed to get hit by the love bus. Mm-hmm. The um, second they're born. The second they're born. So, which one do you want to tap on first? Do well, we, should we just I would go say the second. Order? Well, the second that. Well, Race to the hospital. Do you want me to explain it? Sure. Okay, so obviously we had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, we were successful in uh, getting pregnant again. Mm-hmm. We were successful in staying pregnant mm-hmm. all the way until it was time to have the baby. Right. And then it was time to have the baby. Yes. How did you, did your water break? Cause this no. was, how, why did we to go doctor. to the hospital? Well, oh, that's right. I could tell you this. I just, cause yeah. I want to see if okay. I remember. Um, it, it, you went to the doctor, Beckham was continuing to grow mm-hmm. and you, uh, weren't dilating. Is that I the was proper a week, term? Right. Okay. But I was a week overdue. You're a week overdue. Thank you. That's what it was. You're a week overdue. And you, you you weren't preparing to have the baby. No. Your body wasn't. And your Beckham was, <laughs> talk about a guy trying to describe <laughs> pregnancy. Uh, Beckham was growing and there wasn't enough fluid in there, which could begin to uh, jeopardize his health. Yeah. Accurate statement? Yes. All right, good. Glad I got that. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had to schedule to be induced two days later. So we rolled to the hospital. Yeah. Thinking we got we got this thing figured out mm-hmm. at least we think or that we know what how it's going to go down mm-hmm. um i remember laying on the on a cot mm-hmm. or the crappy couch. bed or whatever it was bed couch crystals you know dialed got all the tubes and needles and shit in there and the gown and the mm-hmm. whole nine sitting in this crazy bed which is also very crazy visual for yeah. a dad to look at their wife because anytime you think in it anyway so that was crazy for me um and, and, and they induce you. Yeah. Okay. So that means they use this medicine called Cytec to help you dilate. And then they give you Pidocin to induce the transit or to create the trans contractions. To create contractions. <laughs> yeah. Which the contractions are what start pushing that baby down the, yeah. down the pipe. It's supposed to. Okay. So Crystal's not dilating or something. I don't know. After Either- three rounds of Cytec, which they can only give you every four hours. Okay. And Pitocin for that time too. Um, I wasn't dilated or moving or anything. So you demanded an ultrasound to see. Well, I remember that nurse came in Mm -hmm. and we were like, what's going on with her? Like, hey, she's. And she said that your baby would be too big for me. She's like, look at you. 
you're big and she's little i was like okay like, he's not even six foot <laughs> but i think we were both shocked like okay like yeah. who says that anyway so be prepared for the nurses to say some wild shit that isn't relevant um <laughs> and just take everything with a grain of salt because yeah. everything they're still human these are human beings they're yeah. not perfect they don't know everything but i remember thinking that was a little bit scary but so um yeah there was something up and, and, and did I go down that road? Did I say, no, I want an, I want an ultrasound right yeah, now? Yeah, you went to go. So after all that time, my mom was with me still. And then you went to go get food. And mm-hmm. the second you left, I was like, hey, the doctor came in here. And you said, you make him wait there. I'm coming right back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you said, I want an ultrasound. You need to roll that machine in here. And you need to tell me what's going on and why he's not moving. That's right. Don't fuck with my family. <laughs> Even They're if like, a- oh, that's his butt, not his head. Yeah. So he's the wrong side. He was the wrong way. Yeah, he was upside And that down. for me, and you can explain yours in a moment, but so mm-hmm. they looked at me and they're like, we have to go. We They said they could either, whatever, we're not getting into that shit. No. They said, you got to have a C-section and yeah. it's an emergency C-section. And for me, I'm like, holy shit. Every class building up to this moment talked about not having not having c-sections and Mm -hmm. doing it normal and uh and i'm like oh my god and you know you hear all these crazy stories it was scary as shit yeah hand me my gown they start putting it on me you're supposed to be in the room Mm -hmm. um they wheel my wife off i'm like oh my gosh i remember my heart was beating yeah that was crazy so um (sighs) I'm not as, as as emotional as Crystal. I don't know why it's emotional. <laughs> no, it's all good. So my, I, I remember thinking like, Jesus, dude, my wife's going to go into surgery. Yeah. And I didn't know what that looked like. And then I had my boy in there too. And they set me in a wheel, in a wheelie chair, like an office <laughs> wheelie chair outside of the emergency room. Until I was ready. Until you're ready. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, oh, like, could they create any more of a anxiety anxiety moment you know yeah. i remember sitting there and i'm talking to the doctor and doctors washing his hands and shit and scrubbing getting himself right and i remember just trying to get everything everything i could out of this guy or at least build the quickest well, relationship he tried to possible just be like he's super chill so he he's just, so chill he, he ended up doing calm. our other four kids yeah which was awesome three our other kids. three kids <laughs> um anyway so we go in there mm-hmm. and uh and you know it was all good it was all good the baby came out healthy but i always remember this and this is the lesson i try to make a lesson out of everything that we're saying here for the people that are listening i just want to drop add value golden nuggets or add value (laughs) is the only the only goal the one and only goal the second you walk in those doors is to leave those doors with a healthy baby Mm -hmm. period yeah and however that goes down it goes down yeah that's it and I had to keep telling myself that, like, fuck, this wasn't supposed to be the way. It wasn't supposed to happen like this. It wasn't supposed to happen like this. And then I think my mom or the doctor or whoever, the nurse, I mean, there's a lot of support in that space. But we're saying the only goal is to leave this place with a healthy baby. Yeah. And I said, well, however the hell we got to do that, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So. No. So that was Beckham. God, yeah. that's a crazy thing to rock down that road again. Well. That was a little, that was a, that was a. And you didn't get hit by the love bus. Oh, fuck. Now we got to go into that. <laughs> So everybody thinks that when this kid comes out, you know, and this is for dads and maybe for moms, actually, whoever, is that, oh, my gosh, the second this baby came out, I was in love. Mm -hmm. That's what you hear. That's what you read. That's what the movies show you. That's what society pounds in your brain from the second you even realize that babies come out of people, Mm -hmm. that you will be slammed in the face with the love bus. And I remember thinking when this kid came out, 
obviously you I feel knew, like protective yes and, protective and i knew my my fatherly role in this child's life but i didn't have that overwhelming experience of love for this being and you kind of got to fast forward out of the hospital to be mm-hmm. able to stay in this story or this space right. you were waiting and waiting yeah i and waited waiting and waited and, and i remember crystals working at night um, seven call? to three a.m. Mm-hmm. Seven to three a.m. I'm doing real estate from seven a.m. to two thirty p.m. Um, keep my eye on the prize. Crystal's keeping her eye on the prize. So we're literally on the on the high five schedule. I walk in, she walks out. I think we had like we would try to spend like twenty minutes on the couch together. Yeah. if you remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I literally raised Beckham by myself for the first year. Crystal raised Beckham by herself for the first year Mm -hmm. because neither of us were there to help each other. And it was kind of a struggle on us emotionally because my job was to keep him up as late as possible so that when you got home, you could get sleep. Well, that forced me to stay up late and then I had to wake up early Mm -hmm. and then the same gig for you. You tried to get um, sleep during the day, Get sleep during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Tough gig, real tough gig. More I think about it. Anyway, that kind of amplified that. I'm like, where is this fucking love bus? Is it it coming anytime soon? Do you remember when you realized that it was okay? I do. But before I tap into that, I want you to, um, I want to, I really want to send this message home. Yeah. Tap into the night that I called you and I said, I'm not fucking meant to do this. Oh, I was just at work and I called you on my break and I was like, is it going okay? Like I was trying to make sure he was still awake because it was 10 o'clock and I wanted to get some sleep when I got home and you're like, I'm not made for this. This is not what I'm meant to do. I was like, Oh my God, do I need to come home? Like, (laughs) what does this even mean? (laughs) What do you mean by that? What do you mean? That's a wide range phrase. Like I didn't know what to expect take from that sure. I don't know. and so beckham was extremely colic so he cried yeah. nonstop. he didn't mm-hmm. have an off button some of our other kids had off buttons food diaper hold sleep whatever it was you did one of those things they turned off beckham you could do all of it twice he'd yeah. still scream and screamed at a level of of like panic panic mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. and so i remember that night I, I i was told you can't hurt your baby if he's in the crib and the baby can't be hurt if he's mm-hmm. in the crib and you're in the backyard. And I remember I was at my breaking point and I couldn't get him to stop crying. And so I said, just do what they said. Mm-hmm. So I set him in the crib and I, I knew he was safe. And I went in the backyard and I was just sitting there like trying to calm myself down. Mm-hmm. And that was when you happened to call. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like on the ledge. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, go to my mom's, go to yeah, my mom's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time you panic, I'm like, go to my mom's, my mom will hold him yeah. and she won't care. <laughs> so that was very difficult. And, and it, and it, and it, if anything, it widened the gap for, I'm just not understanding this. I was questioning mm-hmm. myself. I was in a really tough place emotionally saying, you know, my dad wasn't there growing up. So I'm like, maybe this is the gig. Maybe this is my, my, uh, DNA. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, the Galindo men just aren't meant, not Galindo. I don't want to dare say that. That's my grandpa's last name. The, the, my genes aren't designed to be a father. And I had a lot of questioning of, of, of myself. And I remember, um, I'm researching stuff, you know, when everybody's on the bathroom, going to the bathroom on their phone, playing around. <laughs> so I'm just Googling everything, every article, trying to find some sense to why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. 
And we go to my mom's house. She was in a high rise at the time. Is this, is this where you learned? Okay, so maybe no. I communicated after this. And, or, or you can add to... No, we went to... We, we were like, okay, I'm going to buy a boat. You are like shifted your energy. You're like, I'm going to buy a boat. I want to get a boat. Like trying to, you know, I don't know, shift your energy onto something else. So then we started looking for a boat. And we had to go to the lake to look at this boat that you wanted to buy and we had Beckham and it was like too overwhelming for us to handle one kid, you know, and going to look (laughs) at a boat. Right. So my mom came with us Mm. and my mom was helping with Beckham while we were looking at the boat, whatever. And we got back in the car and she was in the backseat with him and she was like, isn't it just so amazing? Isn't it just such an overwhelming amount of love? And I mean, you look at each other and like, like wide eyed. And I was like, is it bad that it doesn't feel like that? And she's like, no, that's okay. It'll mm. come. And we're like, oh, okay. What okay. a powerful statement. Yeah. Though. I think, it, is it okay to not feel like that? Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, and that's okay. So yours was simple, it mm-hmm. sounds. And that's yeah. spectacular that it came in such a simple message. For me, I watched a TED Talk and the TED Talk actually, I mean, it just happened. It wasn't like I searched it. Mm-hmm. I was at my mom's. She watches all this stuff. So I'm, it just rolls in. And it literally talks about, that's why I called it the love bus. Oh, that was okay. the term that they used. And it goes into, I mean, talk about timing in life. And, yeah. uh, you know, it goes into this whole thing that I'm massively struggling with. And they describe that this baby, so I really want the men to listen or whoever this applies for. As soon as that woman is impregnated with that child, she begins to build a relationship. The relationship begins to form. She's loving it. She's caring about it. She's thinking about it. She's eating intentionally to provide for it, mm-hmm. sleeping to provide for it, drinking to provide for it. That relationship begins there. So that woman has a relation, a nine-month-old relationship with that baby by the time it comes out. Mm-hmm. Then when it comes out, her body shifts into... Uh, producing the most amount of estrogen or love juice, whatever the proper term is, that that body, her body will ever produce at that moment. Mm-hmm. So not only does that baby come out, she's got it. She's ahead of me with a nine month relationship. Then she's literally injected with a, a, a potion <laughs> that allows her to be more patient, more loving, more caring, more all of it. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here with the same amount of testosterone that I was given the day before, brand new relationship. And I remember thinking that, I remember watching the TED Talk and saying, okay, so if that took nine months for her to get there, it'll probably take me about nine months to build my relationship too. And that was about where it started to click for me. And if you ask me today, my man Beckham, boy, do I, (laughs) that love bus hits me every day he wakes up, every second that I see him, every time he wants to show me something cool, Mm -hmm. the love bus is knocking on my door. So it does come. Yeah. Um, I love him more than he'll ever know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was something noteworthy. Yeah. That's our first child story. That's our first child story. I don't know about you guys, but if I should ever be in a situation where my family or I end up in an accident, I want to make sure I know who to call right away. 
those are scary and unexpected situations, and you don't want to waste time figuring out who can help or what to do next. That's why I think you need to make sure you know who Battleborn Injury Lawyers are. They handle everything from auto accidents to workers' compensation and even wrongful death. Check out their website to learn more about how they can help at battlebornjurylawyers.com. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can also connect with us on social media or at galindogrouprealestate.com. Until next time, thanks again for listening.